This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning, high school sports fans. Okay. <laughs> morning, y'all. There you are, Richard. Rich. No, this is Roger. <laughs> <laughs> no, Roger's on location today. This is uh, another edition of Inside High School Sports on WGR 550. This is Frank Wolf filling in for Tony Caligiri, who's still on the mend. We may hear from him this morning. Uh, but if not, best wishes to him as he continues to, to get himself better so he can be back in the seat in no time. T- uh, you know me, I'm with WNY Athletics. I'm joined today by Rich Sanders, who's back in studio after a three-week layoff. He went to Boston. I was parking the car in the Harvard Yard, eating some dogs and some chowder. <laughs> you get a lobster on you? I got lobster from Neptune. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> Rich is ready to go. You know him from West Seneca West. He was on the sidelines this past fall when they the team went all the way to states. He's got the beautiful. You got the ring on today? Not today. Okay. No, because Sweet Home's here. They're going to get one. I didn't want to spoil it for me. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics is also joining me. Yes, I am here. Morning. Yeah, uh, it's nice. I have break next week. I have the rest of the day to myself. I have no work to do. I don't know what, what I'm going to do with myself. Shorts and t-shirts. Yep. Again. Um, it's like 60 degrees out there. It's 30, but it's nice. I, I had the same rule in college, too. It's not bad. We have a pretty good show lined up for you today. Um, Tony Siracci is going to join us. He's been on the program before. He's the director of Sports Medicine Summit Rehab Manager for Niagara Falls Memorial Center. He's also been the athletic trainer for Niagara Falls High School for the past 22 years. So you sports aficionados who get out to all the games up there or follow Niagara Falls, I'm sure you've seen Tony's act before. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you in studio today again, Tony. Thanks, Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, We do have some news and notes we want to get to before we start talking to Tony. Um, Francis, what do you have? And then I'll get into what I have. Uh, Big news in Monsignor Martin. Mount St. Mary's has appointed James Pernick Jr. as its new athletic director. They announced that on Thursday. Pernick is a 86 grad of St. Joe's. He played at Niagara University and has played in the AAA Muni and Suburban Leagues, um, and I believe and he runs the All-In Sports Complex in Cheektowaga. I still can't believe. I, I When I heard the news, Pernick, AD, at St. Mary's, I'm like, wow, the Lancers got a steal. Didn't even occur to me it was Mount St. Mary's. What? You need to pay attention to those. Like, I know. two I'm different schools. Saying, I understand about, that. Uh, you know, 30 minutes apart. I understand that, but all in sports is a lot closer to St. Mary's of Lancaster. But anyways, I'll have to talk to Joe, uh, Jim later. Perns is a great guy, and I'm glad to see him get that position. He's going to do a lot of work uh, for Mount St. Mary's. He's going to do a good job there. No question about it. I've been around Perns 
20 years. Actually, Perns is an old Tanawana boy, played St. Paul's baseball for years for my uncle. So our families go back a long ways. He's a great guy. Uh, in just a little bit, I know Brian Bakes from Wilson is going to call in uh, to talk about the passing of Coach Martin from Allegheny Limestone. Um, I did not know Coach Frank Martin well, um, so I didn't even want to. I wanted Brian to call in and talk about the passing because um, he knows him. They're, we're very close, uh, to put it mildly. But it was a tough week for the East Aurora Holland neighborhood as well as a Little League football coach, Glenn Smith, passed away. He was with the Holland Raiders for over 20 years. He lost his battle with cancer. Uh, I was told by many that he was instrumental in preparing a number of kids for high school football. He was a regular at all the East Aurora Holland home games, and I know that community is going to miss him, so I wanted to uh, make sure we mentioned him this morning. Uh, there is a scholarship for Softball Central. Did you see this? Our buddy Kevin Hufford. Uh, $500 scholarship was announced earlier in the week. Uh, so I'm very proud to that we're hooked up with uh, Kevin and Missy Hufford. Uh, but they are going to be offering a $500 scholarship from Softball Central. Um, so check out uh, their website, Softball Central, for more details on that. Um, Brian Bakes sent this in to me. Uh, Wilson, he put it up on our Facebook page as well. The Lake Woman Summer Basketball Camp uh, for 2nd through 7th grade. Uh, they're going to be going from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. 8th grade through 11th will be noon to 3 o'clock. That is on Monday, June 25th and Thursday, June 28th. More information on that is on our Facebook page. Uh, check it out. Get a hold of Brian and uh, uh, get your daughters uh, uh, set up for some basketball uh, camps this summer up at Wilson. Always a big turnout. Hilbert College Boys and Girls Summer Basketball Camp was announced um, in their 39th year. Uh, it's going to be going June 24th through the 28th and July 8th through July 12th. Girls will be July 15th through the 19th and July 29th through August 2nd. Uh, go to Liberty, or excuse me, go to www.hilberthawks.com for more information on that, or give men's basketball coach Rob De Grand Prix in, uh, a call at 716-926. 8803. I want to give a shout out to my good buddy Andy Fleming, who I know is listening out in Hamburg this morning. Good morning, Andy. Thank you for all your help you've done for me. Rich, I was gonna I wasn't gonna mention it. I I thought you might have it on the tip of your tongue. It sounds like you do. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No. No, you mentioned it. West Santa West keeps on winning. <laughs> Are we gonna get into the cheerleaders or not? Yeah, 100%. All right. So that's uh, one of my three. So uh, <laughs> congratulations, West Seneca West Cheerleaders National Champions. Um, Well-deserved. Uh, I mean, we saw them all year. They're very impressive. Um, I don't know much about cheerleading, but I know they were doing flips and all kind of crazy stuff that I could never do. Um, second thing, um, please support the UB women's basketball um, team today at 1130 after our show. Please watch them against South Carolina number two defending national champions. Um, this is a huge game for our city and for UB uh, basketball. And the third thing, I want to congratulate Nicholas Donhauser on scoring the game winner uh, in the Bowman class uh, showcase Cole. this week. Cole Donhauser. Cole Kenmore Donhauser. boy, too. Kenmore boy. Um, Roger actually is out and about this morning catching that UB women's basketball game. So uh, that's, oh, why he's not in stu that's why he's gotcha. not in studio today. Yeah. He may be checking in the third segment. We have so much going on. Um, I don't know. Did I mention that we have Sweet Home Boys uh, yeah. hockey here? I uh, did. Yeah, we do. We have a couple of state champions in the room. They're we, we're going to have four. 
We're going to have four. Did you yeah. win any state champions at Louport, Tony? Oh, uh, we had a wrestler, uh, William McDougall, uh, well, 32 pounds. I'm, no, I'm talking. No, we're personally. talking about you personally. Yeah. Me? No. No, no all right. Me. Well, we <laughs> at least have four. So nothing wrong with that. Maybe DiBiase, Joe DiBiase is on the board. Any uh, state championships in your past? For me personally? Yeah. 20, uh, 2012, Orchard Park football. Okay. And we're in the Section 6 You were on that team? Today. Yeah. Damn. You played for Tundo? I played for Tundo. Played uh, lo- loosely. I'm going to loosely use that term. I, I sparingly played. All right. Hey, that. you got a ring. That's all that matters. I have a ring. We are going to have five <laughs> state champions in WGR Studios today. I'm going to say that's almost been, never been done. Never been Three done. different sports, mind you. There's two different sports. Two different sports. All right, I can't add. Either way, let's go. Uh, Brian Bakes is supposed to call in shortly, so when he does, Joe will patch him through. But why don't you have more news and notes? Yeah, I have more news and notes. Okay. Yeah, we got right. tons. All right, April 7th, Kenmore West, Kenmore East. Baseball mattress sale is going to be at Kenmore West. Big news out of South Park football. Tim Delaney's hosting the Taste of St. Buffalo, May 19th, noon to 3. Details to follow on our Facebook page. Um... Let's see. Hot Shots uh, Lacrosse Camp is going to be July 23rd to 26th. Keep an eye on our website for more information. Frank, do we have uh, Brian Biggs calling in? Not just yet. Not just sure. yet. But we do have a call on the line, so do you want? To, maybe we should take this yeah. call uh, before Brian gets in. Good morning. You're on Inside High School Sports. Hey, Frank, this is Brian. It is Brian Biggs. Okay, Brian, good morning. How are you, buddy? How are you? Yeah, I, I called in. I was just waiting. Um, how are you guys? Well, you know, we've we've been better. This uh, the news out of Allegheny Limestone definitely, uh, you know, it definitely hit us pretty hard this week. You know, those of us that have been covering high school sports, um, and just to see how far they went just a week ago. I mean, two weeks ago, whatever they were, they were all the way out there uh, battling for a state championship, and then. We get this terrible news on Wednesday, Brian, and I know you guys were really close, and I didn't even want to attempt to, uh, you know, express our condolences unless you were on the phone, and, and I wanted to allow you to do that for me, actually. So I'm glad you called in. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, Section 6 in the basketball community, tennis community, volleyball community, and uh, lost an icon. And, you know, Coach Martin to me was, uh, he was a mentor to me. Uh, I first met him in 2006 when I was JV coach, and I traveled with the varsity team down to their place, and I just enjoyed his style of coaching. I really looked up to him from that point on. I took the varsity over in 2008, and then for the next three years we played in the playoffs, and uh, we had some really good battles. But the utmost respect for um, Coach Martin, um, he always taught me, you know, you put your family first, uh, to love your players like your own, um, to respect the game, you know, and leadership starts from the top. And anytime I ever needed something, you know, he was a phone call away, he was a text message away, an email away, and um, he's he's definitely uh, it's definitely a big loss for not only me personally, but obviously his family and the community. Yeah, Brian. I mean, uh, I mean, it was just kind of a whirlwind of events. You know, just literally just a few days ago, he's. You know, out there with his girls, coaching in you know the game of his life, so to speak, if you will, and and then he goes in for surgery on Monday, and just you know, unfortunately, Wednesday had an episode, and and we got the news, and you know, I, I mean, what? Do you, there's nothing we can say. Yeah, I mean, for us, it was kind of uh, 
a really cool way to um, end the season for us. They actually came down to our tournament at Wilson. They stayed the night, and uh, we had a really good game. And after the game, we were able to get our teams together, and we ordered pizza and wings, and the kids and teams and coaches hung out for a couple hours at our school. And the next morning, you know, we had the seating meeting, so I was able to pick them up from the hotel, and we had a good ride into uh seating meeting, um, you know, and a good bunch of coaches there. So we, we had a great day, and they came back, and they won our tournament. And, you know, I was able to follow them along. I, I made it out to Rochester to watch them win a the regional title. I was able to get some really good videos and capture some great moments um, for Coach. And, you know, we were, we were texting back and forth even up till Sunday, and we had just planned on uh, scheduling a game for us to go down there next year. So it was it was definitely um, the news I received, and, and obviously um, for his family, it's just it's crushing because a guy like that um, doesn't deserve it. And like I said, he's made a huge impact not only on my life but in uh, all Western New York and beyond. You, you couldn't have said it any better, Brian. You know, um, Roger Weiss and uh, I know a few others, including myself, we've been tentatively, tentatively we have a date for a girls' basketball banquet for April 9th. It's a Monday night out at Ilio de Palos, and I'm thinking we're going to have to have another award in Coach Martin's honor maybe to go out to, like, Coach of the Year or something like that. I'll have to talk to Roger and see uh, how he feels about that, but uh, i got to say that he'd be on board with that 100%. Yeah, you can name the award anything, and he, he would fit every category, um, you know, from top down. He's, he's just a tremendous guy, and you know, what an amazing season, getting in the Final Four for the first time ever and hitting his 300th win after his final win. And um, just an amazing, you know, and my heart goes out for the, the family and his daughters and grandchildren and his wife and obviously his players and community. And I've been in touch with them, and we're going to head down Sunday, Coach Durr, myself, Coach Shaw. So there's going to be a bunch of us going down. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, you know, we extend our condolences and our prayers and, Thoughts and Brian again. I really appreciate you calling in this morning to give us a little bit of the background and talk about Coach Martin. Thank you very much. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. Yep. That's uh, Brian Baker, the current girls varsity basketball coach out at Wilson, and uh, worked with Coach Martin for several years and was a mentor. So glad to get Brian Baker on the show to to talk about uh, the passing, the sudden passing of uh, Coach Martin. So back to Inside High School Sports, our first guest uh, is Tony Sirachi. He is, again, the Director of Sports Medicine, Summit Rehab Manager for Niagara Falls Memorial Center. He, was the, he is the athletic trainer for Niagara Falls High School, entering his 23rd season next year. And uh, he's a 1988 graduate of Loopport, the oh, Lancers. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a former Lancer. Did I hear... You and Francis, you worked with the Moose, or you went to school with the no, Moose? No, he was at Newport. Okay. He graduated in 1984 okay. from, from Newport. So, Do you remember yeah. him? Yeah. All yeah. right, good. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing up there and and just your experiences this past year with Niagara Falls and the basketball team. Yeah, well, well, thanks for having me on. First off, uh, it's a great way to promote athletic training and, and get the word out about, about National Athletic Training Month and uh, promoting um, athletic trainers in the high school setting. Uh, our program primarily is um, uh, an outreach program through the medical center, which is teamed up with uh, UBMD Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, which uh, those two parties basically came together to form an outreach program to provide uh, athletic trainers to local high schools. And we're primarily in the north, um, 
probably heading from Ken East and West to Luport and heading out to NCCC. So we cover 11 schools through our program. We have uh, 20 athletic trainers that are on staff uh, to provide coverage for the high schools. Um, we provide coverage for USA Hockey, which we're doing this weekend uh, out at North Towns, High Park, and uh, Cornerstone out in Lockport. So we've been busy this winter with hockey season. Um, we also do um, Niagara Youth Sports Association with um, NASA with NASA. Little League Football. Tony's um, a big supporter there, as you know. Oh, yeah. Tony uh, Tony Calgary. Yes, Tony Calgary has been uh, a big supporter of athletic trainers and Ray Turpin um, from Star Point uh, area and president of NASA has been a, a big supporter of having athletic trainers at their games. Um, so really the profession has grown in Western New York to, uh, you know, based on the um, – you know, the issues we've had with injuries and concussions and things like that, that athletic trainers on the sidelines are the first responder um, to get out there and, and respond to those injuries and, and recognize when an issue is going on and, and kind of control the, the injury and make sure that uh, the student athlete's taken care of, um, making sure that the injury is recognized and treated safely but in a timely manner. So I think athletic trainers take it to heart to try to get athletes back as fast as they can but safely. Um, and that's usually the key between, you know, when someone can get back within one or two weeks or four or five weeks, they had to wait for a physician for two weeks and or to get rehab and things like that. So I think the goal of athletic trainers are basically to, to get athletes back as quickly as they can, but safely. And uh, that's the key. When, when does an athletic, athletic trainer really start to come into play in terms of when something happens? I mean, can they see something and say to the official, you know, hey, hang on a second, that player was hit, you know, 10 seconds ago, and, and I don't think she or he is right. We need to stop play, and I need to go attend to this player. Can can an athletic trainer now stop the play of a game? Yeah, we can intervene. If we see a kid that's, you know, he's stumbling back to the huddle and, and he's having some issues and we recognize it, then we can we can go to the official and say, you know, number 10 is – is wobbly out there, and, and we want to pull him off the field. And also, officials now are doing that okay. um, in, in, in high school football. I mean, they've been instructed now. Years ago, they didn't want anything to be involved with uh, taking care of or, or recognizing that type of thing. But now where we're at in regards to concussion is that referees will basically pull a kid out of the huddle and say, you got to get off the field for a play and get evaluated. Now, so. we, we attend a lot of high school sporting events. Going back to football in the fall, you know, we're pretty close. We're on the sidelines, but we can hear the – people in the bleachers, and sometimes you'll hear a parent screaming, yelling, what are you doing? He's fine. Get up, whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. And, Rich, you may even hear it, too, being a, a skull close to silent. But you'll see a kid dazed, mm -hmm. and you know he needs attention, but someone, a parent or God knows who, is up in the bleachers yelling at you or one of the trainers to, he's fine. Get him back in the game. Right. I'm good at ignoring that. How I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's nonsensical at this point. Like you don't even pay attention to it. You yeah. just keep keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. The the most important thing, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, is the safety of sure. our, our children now. Yeah. So we know this stuff. Ten years ago, we didn't know this stuff. Yeah. Now we know it. So now we have put in place certain precautions to kind of guide us to to be better. And it's and it's not a hundred percent now. You know, there's still right. instances where you'll have a, a, a athlete that's tough as nails that can take a hit, mm -hmm. maybe even get it concussed, and shake it off and keep going. Yeah. Um, but then when you talk to them or when the trainer looks in their eyes, they can kind of tell and pull them off to the side. So there's the little tells that yeah. are helpful. Do you uh, – I guess the question is, and, and I hear this a lot, do athletic trainers and coaches have disagreements on particular injuries? Like, hey, this kid has to sit out another 
for the half. Mm-hmm. Or and the coaches are kind of pushing on you to say no, he looks fine and that's just him. Yeah, I think it I I think it's happened less and less over the years. I think um you know, when I started 20 years ago that uh, there was a lot of more um, we got to get this kid back, get this kid back, and ignore what we'd have to say. And, and I think obviously things have changed, um, you know, based on severity of injuries and what we know now. You know, like Rich is saying, is, is there's there's so much more information on injuries, and and especially the the concussion issue has really uh, come to the forefront on on what we need to be cautious about. And I have coaches bring athletes to me and say, you know, he he hit his head last night, and I just want you to check him out just to make sure he's okay. You know, wrestling coaches, um, any coach really has really um, gotten much better in making sure they're looking out for for the kids um, in the sports programs at the schools uh, to make sure that they're safe. So uh, it's happening less and less. Every, you know, you still have an outlier once in a great while, you know, that there's, there's a coach uh, old timer out there that still thinks a kid can get back and and push him back faster than than what they should be and and you know we address that appropriately through the uh the athletic director and and whatever needs to be done but and, and the reason why I bring that up is you know there's been such attention paid to little league football and parents maybe not wanting their kids to get involved with the with the game because if you hear all these stories of concussions and things of that nature but Football necessarily isn't the sport where you see so many concussions. I hear it's girls' soccer. Well, women's soccer is is, is number two to, to, to football. Because okay. The only reason why football is number one is based on the, the frequency of players and the so number of players that play. So football is number one. Yeah, in regards to... At yes. all levels or... Um, well, basically, yeah, in all levels. Okay. I mean, the numbers, you can't even compare the numbers. It's like well, taking 300 free throws and... Soccer is only taken twenty. Yeah, you know, it's just, just because the number of athletes are... that participate in football. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, that's okay. why. I mean, it has nothing to do with um, uh, severity, but it's basically you know, women's soccer is is definitely up there in regards to to concussions within the sport. So okay, and I know we're coming up on a break in just a little bit here, but you have two events coming up that we want to talk about. One of them is the hashtag my at is the best because. It's a Twitter challenge, and you guys are actually going to award a couple of students that partake in this with a couple of 25 bucks, I hear. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at uh, trying to get our um, our program out there on Twitter and, and have uh, high school student athletes uh, participate. They will tweet, um, hashtag my AT is the best because, and then they'll explain, uh, put the name of the athletic trainer in the body of the tweet, and basically send that in. We're going to take all those tweets at the end on Monday and draw two out of uh, a bucket of, of tweets and uh, award two $25 gift cards to those student-athletes. And, you know, just to get, um, you know, those kids involved and, and aware of what athletic trainers do and, and part of National Athletic Training Month. So um, it's we had about <clears throat> about 60 or 70 votes so far. So if you're still uh, on the fence to get out there and vote for your athletic trainer, let's let's get on the 25 the bucks team. is a lot hey. to a high school kid, I think. <laughs> sure. I mean, it yeah. was to me when I was in high school. <laughs> I don't yeah, know about not that. anymore. No, not anymore. Yeah. So you made it to win both. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it's a half a tank of gas, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 25 bucks. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> so. And the blood drive, March 30th of Friday? Yeah, Friday, March 30th. Uh, we, we had an, uh, you know, our team comes together. We brainstorm ideas of what we can do in National Athletic Training Month, different things to do. Um, and this year we came up with the, the Twitter challenge and then uh, doing a, hosting a blood drive at the Summit Healthplex in Niagara Falls. Um, through the hospital, so Niagara Falls Memorial Medical Center and Units is going to bring the Units bus out to the Summit Healthplex and um, from 10 to 2 on Friday, 
and uh, come on out and donate blood. And, and it's part of the National Athletic Training Month to uh, help save a life. So. Good Friday. It's a good Friday. Yeah. It's a good time to give blood. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and we get a free pizza lunch also. So hey, we're going to give lunch. What are we doing Friday? Good Friday? I'm working. No pepperoni. We're working. Yeah. <laughs> a good Catholic boy like you working? <laughs> I have to. You should be at. Uh, a nice, you should be uh, in a pew pizza. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, Francis. But uh, well, we are going to take our first break, and we'll come back with Tony Sirachi, and we'll also welcome the Sweet Home Boys Varsity uh, head coach for the hockey team, Dave Gersback along with Andy Siz and Tyler Edholm, two seniors that have been with the team for four years, I believe, the both of them. We'll continue with them after a word from our sponsors. Off from what Derek and uh, Ryan or, uh, Geary play, so not a bad choice, though. Jody Biasi is producing the show today, Inside High School Sports on WGR. This is Frank Wolf filling in for Tony Caligiri, and Francis Beck is here. Tony Serace is in the house, not Sirachi. And, of course, Rich Sanders from Sirachi's West Sirachi's a West. sauce you put on things, just so you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Look. All right. I've been calling him Sirachi for the last three weeks. And we were going to correct you, but we didn't want to be rude. Sure. Now you do it. Make me look like an idiot. Anyways, I do it myself. We also have Coach Gersh back. From Sweet Home is in studio with Tyler at home and Andy says we'll get to them in just a second. Um, so Tony, Cerise, what's the Twitter handle you guys use? Is it oh, at, it's Niagara at Niagara Edge? Edge. Okay, yep. at Niagara Edge is the Twitter handle for uh, our sports med program at the hospital. Do you see more uh, students getting involved with maybe this line of work going into athletic training than you have seen in the past? Uh, yes, I have. Really, I've seen an increase on uh, uh, student athletes getting interested in sports medicine, physical therapy. You know, occupational therapy, those hands-on um, professions that are working with athletes um, to get involved. Uh, we always see, you know, student athletes, they ended up injured in high school. You know, they tore their ACL or they had a, a long experience uh, with their athletic trainer, and they, they will get involved. I've had uh, interns from the high school get involved. I've had, uh, we have students um, from Damon College as well. Uh, student athletic trainers that come and uh, we're starting to see a little, you know, an increase um, on those type of professions just based on, on what we've seen in increase in injuries. So, yeah. You talk about kids coming in, taking these positions. The big question is um, how, what do you need a degree in and how long does it take before you can be a certified trainer? Uh, right now it's four years. Um, you need a bachelor's degree, a minimum of a bachelor's degree. That's going to change in 2020. It's going to change that you need a minimum of a master's degree uh, in athletic training to to work out in the workforce for sports medicine. So five years or six years, depending on the program. And where where can you go around here? Just UB or can you go to a bunch of places? Uh, UB is actually just restarting their program. They had it years ago. They had lost it. And then now it's, it will be back. I believe it started back up this year. Uh, Damon College has a program as well. Um, Brockport, Cortland. I mean, those are the more local ones that have athletic training specifically. Tony, I'd ask you a question. Were you there when James Starks was there at Niagara Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I played at UB, played with him. And I was a senior when he was a freshman. Now, this moment happened for me. I want to ask you what's your first thoughts of when you saw him. I heard, we heard all this fanfare about, you know, James Starks, local guy. First practice, you know, I saw him. I was like, who is this kid? This little old guy. What is he about to do? And then after the first practice, we knew for sure what he was. And, I mean, we wanted him to play with us. <laughs> yeah, right, like, we didn't right. want him to redshirt. Yeah. Um, did you have that moment when you saw him initially? 
Yeah, there was a couple of games when he was a junior. I mean, he was a man amongst boys, I believe, in in regards to an athlete um, in West New York that came out of here that was just unbelievable to watch the way he moved. Um, and cutting laterally side to side, he was unbelievable. Right. So, we, you know, there was probably his junior year, um, we had Coach Shiflett. Joe Shiflett was our coach then when, when James was there. And he kind of came into his own, um, and and you could see he his development through his junior year. And then when he hit his senior year, it was just, he just blew through the teams. Right, so. and the ironic thing is his personality, his quiet personality and demeanor don't match what he does on the no, field No, that's all. true, that's true. It's like two different people. Right, I mean, exactly. you talk to him in person, he's like real calm and, and quiet-spoken and great great guy. I mean, he's just terrific. Um, very polite and everything. So, it, But when he gets on the field, he, he'll just run right over you. Exactly. He doesn't care. He's kind of like a <laughs> hockey player. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> actually, really, some of the most successful athletes have that, you know, Jekyll and Hyde personality. Mm-hmm. Rich. It's called CTE. All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> Just a joke. Yeah. So, Tony, what do you guys specialize in? I mean, do you guys cover a broad scope, or is there one particular injury that you guys specialize in? Uh, primarily, it's a big scope in regards to, to sports medicine. Usually, head to toe of everything. So it's it. We've kind of. You know, formalized in, in Niagara Falls, we've put a, a basically a nice concussion clinic together that we've put together uh, with Dr. Scott Darling from UBMD Ortho. And um, that's a nice formal program that um, uh, has three different professionals that sees the athlete when they come in. So they see a, an athletic trainer, a physical therapist, and then a physician um, as part of the evaluation, which it's kind of formalized it that um, uh, it sees three different uh, professionals within the, in the visit and get some good feedback from the athlete on based on signs and symptoms of concussion. And then we start the return to play as well in the clinic. So um, we've kind of formalized it um, with, UB, you know, with UB's uh, concussion clinic at the, the college as well and uh, working with those type of professionals to, to work head-to-toe. So. Well, excellent. Um, obviously, it's always a pleasure having you on with us. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sports medicine and how it relates to student-athletes and um, so it's obviously a uh, warm welcome every time you come in, of course. I well, appreciate it. Um, and uh, uh, every year, at least to, to get out and promote National Athletic Training Month is good to do. And also congratulations to Coach Gersbach and his team for uh, the state championship this and year. So. Rich, too, over here. Oh, Rich, if you don't, yeah. he's going to smack you. <laughs> <don't he? laughs> Thanks, Tony, for coming. Yeah, again, uh, on Friday, March 30th, is the blood drive from 10 to 2. And that is at where again? Uh, it's at the Summit Health Plex in Niagara Falls okay. uh, on Williams Road. So. And don't forget the Twitter challenge, hashtag MyAT is the best because. And you win 25 bucks sure, if you have yeah. the best uh, Twitter response, I guess, right? That's right, yeah. Okay. But my boy Joe in Orchard Park, he's, he doesn't qualify for this because he's... Uh, well, he could get into it. I mean, he could, okay. he could get into it, but uh, he's part of a, a different group as us uh, that, that started this challenge. So. It's my buddy Joe Warner out there, <laughs> the uh, athletic trainer at Orchard Park. Yep. Yep. So props to him. Big shout out to that kid this morning. Well, thank you very much, Tony. All right. uh, always a, a great guest. Um, but uh, we'll continue to follow, follow you along. And again, on Twitter, at Niagara Edge. So Sounds good. With Thanks that, a lot. We have uh, Sweet Home Hockey is here. Coach Dave uh, Gersbeck, it's been a long time coming for you. Uh, I know you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this program, but you guys finally uh, you crossed the final river. Just talk about uh, how it how you got from when you started with these two guys who have been with you for at least four years to this point. 
Yeah, there's uh, seven guys that have been with uh, us for the last four years, uh, these guys being two big, big parts of it. Um, we had a rebuild where all our kids graduated. We had 12 seniors four years ago and really made a, a JV team into a varsity team and sort of grew together. Uh, we took a lumps for a lot of those years, um, you know, and these guys really became starters as freshmen. They've been playing every other shift for four years of high school hockey, which is pretty impressive. But they were good lumps. They, they were good lumps. They were, they, good lumps. <laughs> they were lumps that their parents, for some of their parents, didn't want them to take, but they were good lumps. <laughs> Uh, you guys just describe, you guys lose in the sectional final, but you get that at large bid. Just talk about coming together and pulling off what you did. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, a tough pill to swallow after we lost the section championship game, but in the locker room after we just kind of knew that we weren't done. It was a weird feeling, but we needed to get ready for uh, Northeastern Clinton and be able to take a bus up there, get through everything that we did, and come out with a win there. And we knew a state title was much bigger than a, ch a section title. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of knew after that after that loss there, it was, like, it was a real tight game, you know. Like, uh, shots were pretty even. We got some pretty even scoring chances and whatnot. But, yeah, we went to locker. We knew that our season wasn't over, and we still had the state title to go for. Obviously, uh, you were disappointed after the loss at the section title, but like you guys said, the uh, state title was bigger. You go up to North Clinton, was it? Yes, North okay, Clinton. You take care of business after the atrocious bus ride <laughs> it was to get a, there. It was a very, very tough trip all the way around. It was a, a, supposed to be a seven-hour ride that took about 13 hours. We got stuck in the Adirondack Mountains, had to get towed, um, and then get to the, the coldest rink I think we've ever played in. I thought it was an outdoor rink. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> It was indoor, but uh, we, we got there, and there was a, a line of people an hour and a half before the game wrapped around the building for their fans. So it was a big deal up there, and uh, it was a tough environment to play in, and, and, and the guys got the job done. It's like USA going up to play in, like, Halifax or, you know, Quebec or something. Well, we were close. Over one body of water was Vermont, and over the other yeah. body you could see Canada, and I think Montreal was about 30 miles away from where we were. So, guys, you guys really came together after the loss, the bus trip up, a lot of bonding there. You go into a very difficult, hostile environment. You come out with a win. You find yourself, uh, you know, the following week, you're at Harbor Center practicing, getting ready to go up against a very, very difficult Section 3 Auburn team. Um, they, the fans travel well. And it seemed for <laughs> at least the first period like you guys were the guest, the away team, because they brought so many fans. Sweet Home kind of filed in. Uh, I don't know if it's a Buffalo thing. We always show up right on time or what, but... Uh, at least out of my family. You tell us, you know, the game starts at 3, we get there at 2.59. But, uh, Coach, you guys beat that Auburn team. And I, honestly, a lot of us were very – that surprised us more than anything. But when you did beat Auburn, then it was like, okay, all bets are off the table. This, this is a different team. This is not the same team that we saw play 10 days ago against West Seneca West. It was a, two different teams. Right. When we seen Auburn on tape, it was like – you know, 28 and 17, that was going to be our hands full. And then we seen them live on that Friday in practice. And it's kind of funny because uh, uh, Brian Turner, who coaches with us, made a game plan of doing a double shadow for the first two periods. And our guys did not want to do that. They're like, we'll just run and gun with them all day. And I think once they seen them practicing on Friday, they really bought into it. Um, I know someone like Joe Torillo just was tremendous the last couple of games. He shadowed 28 for a lot of it. Um, and to get through there, um, Danny Lund scoring his only goal of the year to tie it up at 2-2 going into the second period because 
we got in the locker room after, between the second and third, and I was like, I don't know if we got another period left in us. Those guys just keep coming and coming and coming. And, uh, you know, Mike Lisman was phenomenal in that that day to get us through. And he's been – he was stellar pretty much from since January. Yeah, January one on. Uh, uh, we had a goalie coach come out, work with him a little bit, and he's been amazing that second half of the year. And really, I mean, the West Seneca East game, the West Seneca West game, he, he was unbeatable uh, the last half of the year. All right, well, we do have to take our uh, final break. We'll come back for segment three. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR 550. So we'll come I'm doing a terrible job filling in for Torn today. I know it. You know it. <laughs> We're not going to say it. Continuing on, Inside High School Sports, next up is Nate Geary, who is hosting Sports Talk Saturday from 11 to 2. Uh, we are finishing up our final segment of the program today with Sweet Home Hockey. We have Coach Dave Gersh back in studio, along with offensive star Tyler Edholm, who scored, what, 30 goals in two games? <laughs> yeah, six. I mean, I played organized <laughs> hockey, too. I've never scored six goals in a season. This kid, in the two biggest games of your life, you score hat-tricks. Yeah. I mean, just take us back to the Auburn game. Again, it was a, it was, it was a mm-hmm. tough game. You just scored one goal after the other, and that had to really give the bench some confidence. You had and, a hat-trick against West Seneca West? Yeah. So you're the guy I should be mad at then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so talk about that first game with Auburn and getting your team re-energized because that was a that was a tough, tough game. Yeah, that Auburn game was probably the best game of my life. I never played a game like that. Uh, going 2-2 into the third, I was thinking i got to take this game over or else it's going to be my last high school game, and I didn't want that to end. And uh, scoring three hat-tricks or, two, or three goals in the third period is just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like every shot you took – yeah. Was finding the net. Yeah, I saw the. We I watched on film. I was watching the goalie, and I knew his glove wasn't that great, but he was pretty good down low. So I just picked the top corner every time. I think all three went close side. So you guys come into Sunday, and you guys are down two nothing early. And I see Andy make a beeline for Lisman, and I don't know what you said to him, but he, I mean, I'm standing behind him, and I see him shaking his head, his head's down, and he's like, "What's going on here? We're down two nothing again to this team." You know, this is not the way it's going to end. But I don't know what you guys said to him, but literally things turned around right after that. And, you know, you guys did – you completed the, the mission. You guys went out and you took care of business. Tyler picks up a hat trick. You guys scored – I want to say, was it six unanswered or something like that? or five? Six unanswered. Yeah. Four of them being power play goals. So, Andy, just talk about what you guys were talking about with your goalie to get it kind of clear his head and get him back in the game and – and give them the confidence that you guys can go out and score some goals for them. Uh, well, yeah, they scored those two goals pretty early, so I'm just telling them, keep your head. He's still got a lot of hockey left to play, so that's pretty much just what we did. We just kept our heads, kept our cool, stuck with the game plan, and paid off. So was there one thing that you took from the first West Seneca West game that you were able to use in the second, and then you see you're down 2 nothing early. Did you kind of whip up the game plan and start from scratch? What happened? Well, we, we, we felt like, I know we didn't come out on top on the scoreboard. We felt we played a really good game. We had a lot of chances, and, and we always score goals. All year long, we've been able to score goals. We have so many kids that can score goals yeah. on our team. Um, we made an adjustment on the power play. We put Newdorf on the side, and Tyler was dying to get in front of the net and tip some pucks. And I think we scored four power play goals in a row right there and really took the momentum back in that game. Um, so... We knew it was going to be a good game. We knew uh, it was probably going to be a high-scoring game, and we knew we'd, we'd get our chances, and we put them away with those chances. Were you 
Rich. I'm sorry, Rich. Well, first off, I want to say congratulations. You're not going to have a, another feeling mm -hmm. in high school like this ever again unless you repeat. Um, so that's number one. <clears throat> number two, just tell me about, because I had a similar situation this past season of being down in a championship game and then having to come back and overcome. Tell me about what the mindset was away from the, what the coaches were saying, away from everybody else, just what you guys were thinking and how you wanted to attack the rest of the game. Yeah, there was no panic. I, I didn't feel any panic at all. I knew it wasn't going to end 2 nothing, And I was thinking on the bench, like, we were down 2 nothing last time, but that didn't work out for us. So we just changed up. We knew that we needed our power play to get going, and uh, it did. And it's like it was scored in six unanswered. We just, as soon as it got 6-2, we knew we were in that game. There was no way we were losing that. And that's the most critical thing as a young athlete to understand, to not to panic, because if you guys panic in that situation, everything goes. The next thing you know, it's 5 nothing. you know? So that is the great mindset to have. Yeah, just basically the same thing. We all just kept our cool. Just realized there's a lot of time left in this game. They scored those two goals. Those are very early in the game. So we knew, like Ty said, it wasn't going to be a 2 nothing game. So. so you guys are kind of like making the rounds now. It's almost like winning the Super Bowl. You know, you, you're on Letterman, then you're on Johnny Carson, <laughs> then for you guys, Jimmy Fallon. and then. So, I mean, you guys were recognized by, was it the Chamber of Commerce or uh, the – uh, earlier in the week, didn't you guys have your picture taken uh, at the board meeting or something like uh, that? At the Sweet Home okay. board meeting, that we were recognized right. by them, and it was great. All the kids got to come up and, and shake the board members' hands. It really pulled, the, I think, the Sweet Home community together. I know our superintendent and our president of the board were at all the games and, and right behind the bench, and uh, just a, a lot of school pride from it. Sure. And you guys were always considered like the football school. You know, well, when people thought of Sweden with the football, now they're talking about the hockey team, and that's got you got to feel good about that. Yeah, we feel good about it. You know what I mean? Um, we've second hockey's always been second, but we just uh, this year, 21 kids came out for hockey, and those are all 21 kids, and it really took a group effort of the 21 kids and three coaches this year, uh, of all uh, 24 of us. Um, Jack Gardner, who was a player that didn't get much time, I recognize him at the board meeting because of how hard he worked and everything he did for us this year. It was really a team effort to get the job done. Well, I know, Tyler, you are not committed to where you're going to go next year, but I hear you swing a mean golf club. Yeah. So you, true. I heard you want to go maybe down south, uh, find a school in Florida to work yeah. on your craft. Yeah, I'd like to go somewhere warm where I can play all year round, see what I can uh, – do with college that I haven't decided yet, but I, I should be able to figure it out soon. I'm going so does that mean visits. you played your last competitive hockey game? Yes. All right. Now, Andy, I know you're heading to UB and uh, engineering program. You may play some hockey there. Is that uh, kind of the where you're heading? Yeah, I'm, yeah, UB definitely, and then hoping to play club hockey maybe. I'm, th I'm still thinking about it. but I'm sure they can use someone like you on the blue line. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, that was our, our show for this week. Unless, Francis, you have any yeah, questions? Yeah. Um, all right. So last year I kept seeing all these tweets, these hashtag roll birds, dirty birds. I asked about it, and I got no answer from somebody. I don't know if it was you guys or somebody else. So I'm asking now on the air, what does that mean? Can you tell me the story behind it? Yeah, well, we got shirts when we were modified. We all played together modified. And I'm pretty sure we got leftover shirts that just said, Sweet Home Hockey on the front. And had a big bird on the back and said "dirty bird," and we just kind of rolled with it. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know what it mean that meant at the time, but it grew into so much more. <laughs> well, it was absolutely a, a championship season in every shape and form for you guys. So, congratulations, and very thankful you guys were able to come on the show with us today. And coach, you did a hell of a job. And it's sorry to see players like this leave you, you know, but you, you still have a great uh, nucleus of guys coming back. So. 
you know, who knows? We don't might be uh, battling again next year with West Seneca West, possibly. <laughs> I think I'm more interested in that uh, UB club hockey team because <laughs> Matt Myers and this kid are on the same team. Well, it's will he be, be playing club hockey? I don't think they'll hey, let him. Listen, <laughs> I might, but I might he be was, able to pull some strings for him. He, you know what? He didn't surprise me on the, on the rink at all. I knew he was that good. Matt was a really good player, even when he was a timeman. So I, I wasn't surprised by how well Matt played throughout the tournament. He was really good. Probably one of their best players down the stretch. But um, just a couple of things before we end the show today. Um, if you haven't caught it on WNY Athletics, we have the Section 6 2018 football schedule posted. A couple news and notes. Um, we're still, we know Charlie Comerford's uh, coaching at Maritime Health Science. Week one, he's going to take on Canisius. Hutch Tech, we're hoping to hear who the next coach will be at Hutch Tech. We have an idea. It could be Nick Todaro. We're hoping it's Nick Todaro. We'll have to wait and see. OP should be finalized on the 27th at a board meeting. We're hoping it should be Craig Dana, former Ken West grad, uh, old neighbor of mine, hoping to see his name uh, called. Frontier Chuck Tilly, Sweet Home. Jeremy Zimmer, another Ken West grad, uh, is going to be the coach at Sweet Home next season. Lakeshore, we're waiting to hear. Maple Grove, we're waiting to hear. Eden, we're not sure yet. Of course, you know uh, North Tonawa, Eric Jansen, and then Portville has not named their next coach yet. Next week on the program, we're going to have the East Boys basketball team. Coach Starling Bryant, Class D champs, bringing Willard Anderson and Justin Allen, and also the St. Joe's Club Maroon team. They also won states. We'll be here in studio next week. And if you can hold out for our baseball previews, Tom Prince will be here on April 7th. So that is our show for Saturday. We will see you next week. WGR Inside High School Sports with Rich Sanders, Francis Beck. I'm Frank Wolf. Go West. Go Panthers. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.